You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning and welcome to Focus on the Liturgy, an element of programming of Catholic Chicago here on 750 AM WNDZ and to those of us following on Facebook and YouTube, the live stream. I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. And I'm Timothy Johnston from St. Thomas the Apostle. Here in the, here in the Archdiocese. That's right. Uh, and uh, the first time... No, second time of being in studio. Yep, yep. yep we were we were both in last last uh, month. We are here every fourth Wednesday of the month, and our program does exactly what the title says. We spend an hour breaking open various parts of the church's liturgical life, and it's always a great joy to do so. And we're <laughs> we're going to continue uh, breaking that open and, and nerding out as we usually do on all wonderful things liturgical. <laughs> We continue um, our series that we began July. I think it was July, it yeah. was July, right after I think so. right after Pope Francis issued his latest apostolic letter, Desiderio Desideravi, uh, uh, with the deepest desire I have desired to eat this meal with you. Uh, it was issued on uh, June 29th, the Solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul, and it is on the liturgical formation of the people of God. And so since then, we've just been breaking open different aspects of it. Yeah, I was just and going to remind the, the listeners that this was written to the whole church. Like, it wasn't just for bishops or priests. Like, this was written or to— scholars, or, or scholars. Or scholars. Like, it's, he wrote it so we all have access to it to talk about. And, and one of the things, as we've talked about, you know, over the, these last few months, is the beauty of, of what Pope Francis is doing is inviting us into a deeper knowledge, not just the head knowledge, yes. but the heart, like the actual— Experience of celebrating and encounter, which is a theme throughout his whole. That's his starting so far, point, right? right? That's his starting point. That that Jesus's deepest desire. I have desired with yeah. the deepest desire to eat with you. That his desire to encounter us in the sacraments and in particular uh, in the mass. And and yeah. and you're right. Um, he he he's not after. The uh, and we'll we'll touch on it today, but he's he's not after the academia. He's not after a a, a master's degree in liturgy. Right, he, right. He want he wants us to encounter heart to heart, as mm-hmm. you as you just said. Yeah, yeah. I, and and there's an intimacy in in not only what he writes, but the way that he's trying to invite us into the liturgical celebration. That that encounter, as as Jesus himself desires. But we too have a desire that sometimes we don't name, we don't articulate. Pope Francis says in the letter, we might not even know it. Yeah, he, that, he says the first reason we are there, not it isn't because of a sense of obligation. The first reason we are at mass isn't because we want to feel good. It's not because um, we're afraid that if we don't, we're going to go to hell. He says the first reason you're there, even though you might not know it, is his thirst 
for us. Yes. You just made me think of, Todd, we, at the parish, we just celebrated a rite of uh, acceptance into the order of catechumens with a, a young girl. And uh, when we asked, what does she ask of God's church? We, we rephrased it a little bit for her. She responded, she's like, I want to belong to a place that loves like Jesus loves and cares for people like Jesus cares for people. Oh my gosh! And, and uncoached. Uh, I would say there was there was some preparation for her to help her articulate, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't it was something her, it was her it, it was, was her. her it wasn't something we wrote out for her to say. That's fantastic. But it was through her catechetical sort of preparation to to be able to articulate that. And in some ways, when I heard that uh, during that celebration, I thought about this letter even in in the sense of of course you would this <laughs> right this encounter this. Uh, you know, helping her to name and articulate, as we do with all the baptized, um, is what are we desiring? And and she's desiring this church that loves as Jesus loves. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And that and 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 that's that's what we encounter. Pope Francis says uh, when we encounter Christ in the sacraments and at Mass, His yeah. love, right? His yeah. Uh, uh, Deacon Dick Hudzik, uh, the former um, uh, vicar for deans, just had a line about this letter and uh, that that just grabbed me he says francis places the mass in the ocean of jesus's heart oh nice isn't that i, I, I do give like full that. credit to deacon hudzik um it was it was a line that just caught me and and that's that's what that's what francis does he places the cel- uh, our participation in the in the eucharist in the ocean of jesus's heart yeah, that's a beautiful image to, to swim around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. Um, be a little uh, a punny there. But that, that actually leads, I think, beautifully into what we're going to talk about today in terms of we want to look at the document and break open a little bit about what symbolic language means. And, and as that, that phrase, um, that image of, of Jesus's, the ocean, what was it? Jesus, the ocean, ocean of Jesus's, Jesus's heart. heart. Um, it makes me think about, uh, and I think Pope Francis gets at this too, is there isn't there isn't just knowledge to know about the liturgy. Like, oh, I know X, Y, Z, and I'm done. But as you've said, Todd, in different workshops I've been in over the years, you know, we can peel back so many different layers every time we come to the Mass, every time we celebrate a sacrament. Um, there's so the, the symbolic language that we we have within our tradition isn't just there. It is It is to draw us into this real encounter with the living God. And and so we, we continue to peel back the layers of those symbols, which that's what we're going to dive into and, and kind of talk about how that plays out in this document. Yep. As we've been doing since July, we've been taking different themes uh, and different points that Pope Francis makes in this letter. Uh, and, I mean, Timothy, uh, you, Danielle, and I, by, who, by the way, is not with us today, but uh, uh, she's fine. She'll be with us again next month. Uh, but we we could have a, a schedule of topics for the, the rest of the year oh, in, for sure. in breaking this open. And, and, and I, I mean, I think we should. I think that's what Francis is calling us to. That's what this show is all about. This is what we hope to pass on to listeners is a deeper, uh, you know, uh, maybe a pe- like you said, uh, another layer can be peeled away in your yeah. understanding and experience of the liturgy of our church. Well, that's. Uh, I think you're exactly right. This is exactly what Pope Francis, I, I think, I mean, this is the way I read it, was hoping is that we would sit and, and break this open 
But if you if you read, well, certainly if you've read all of Francis's writings up to this point, even you know there's an authenticity of what he's trying to do here. Like he genuinely, I read at least that's how I'm reading it. Genuinely desires that the people of God have a renewed sense of what the liturgical life of our church is. I couldn't agree with you more. It isn't just, yeah, it's not, he's not just like writing another document to do it. I think because of his formation as a religious, maybe I'm reading into this too much, (laughs) his emotion in a sense, in the best sense of that, comes out, I think, in this kind of writing where he, he himself desires the closeness with Christ. Oh, oh, you cannot miss that in him. And therefore, he desires us to also share as he shares or desires to share. Like that same desire that he as Pope, as church, if you will, like he, he wants that for us, yeah. just as Jesus wants that for us, right? <laughs> um, and I think that's one of the things I loved about this document. It just drew me in because, um, as, as I've said over, over the last few months, because of that renewal, like that sense of we've got something wonderful here, um, and we need to continue to break it open and continue to encounter uh, Christ present in our liturgical life, in the sacramental celebrations, because it's there that we will deepen who we are, who we are, and and know who we are yes. as church, and and be transformed yeah. by that yeah. that encounter with Christ, transformed more and more and more into His image, which is which which He also talks about the divinization of humanity, and that's a that is we right. we need to get that into a future show because yeah. that's a whole right, but that the, the Christ shared in our humanity so that we could become divine yeah. not at some future date not right. uh, not when i die right that not well yeah I, i'll share in his divinity when i'm dead and and god willing in heaven no no we, yeah. he he wants to make us divine now here in at this moment in my life at that moment at this moment in your life in the moment this moment for all of our listeners he desires to make us divine in yeah. his image. And that, I mean, we, you okay, we're jumping <laughs> just sit and ponder that the rest of the day and you'll be great. Uh, but no, the, and, and again, I, because of that, that's why I, I, he is so adamant, I think, about us celebrating the liturgy well, because it is, um, it is about this encounter. Right. It is about being raised up or becoming more fully who God created us to be. And so, yeah, the divinization piece, like, it matters the way we celebrate. It matters the way we preach. It matters all of those things because it plays into the—not only—it uh, plays into the encounter, but it plays into how we see ourselves in the very person yeah, of Christ. Yeah, and, and and how we see ourselves in the world and how we see ourselves in, in relationship to everyone else, in yeah. the, our brothers and sisters in the church, all of it, all of it. You, you had made mention that— um, the topic for today, it really is kind of a continuation of last month. So you remember you, Danielle, and I last month, we talked about um, the cre- creation mm-hmm. in Desiderio and um, uh, how Pope Francis uh, talks about um, all of creation was 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 focused on this moment, right, of the, the Last Supper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and we talked about how Pope Francis notes that it is the very objects of creation the very things that god created himself that are the vehicles yeah. for mm-hmm. that encounter 
um, and and the, the language of symbol, right? The symbolic language, symbolic action that Pope Francis raises a number of times uh, in Desiderio uh, and poses the question that I know we're going to get to a couple of times, reference <laughs> a couple of times, have we lost the capacity to speak the language of symbols? Have, have we lost the capacity to um, and to be able to enter into symbols in this culture, in, in this society? Um, Tim and I were talking before laughing, well, neither of us are symbolologists, so we, 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 we can't, might not be able to speak uh, how symbols are used in this society now and what are the symbols that people notice and all of that, but we do know the language uh, of, of, of liturgical symbols, mm -hmm. the, the, the symbolic language of liturgy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a question that we've asked before on the show um, about the capacity to in, encounter, because, I, again, we aren't, we aren't secular uh, symbol folks in that sense, but um, the ways that we look at the world, our sacramental worldview, if you will, affects how we encounter the water, the wine, the wheat, the oil, all of those different, uh, the standing and sitting and, and signing ourselves with the cross, all of those different gestures and symbolic actions that, that, and symbols themselves take on new meaning within the liturgical context. So, but then they, they in theory, should feed back into how we view the world. So, you know, sitting at the meal um, at, at Eucharist, that Sunday dinner at home with my family or a breakfast, there's a, there's a relationship to the sharing of the Eucharistic meal um, that is real. It's a real sharing, right? And the real communion then that happens around the table with mom, dad, sister, brother, or aunts, uncles, or friends, or work, or, or coworkers, yeah. or those at the soup kitchen yes. who are feeding, uh, you know, working with the homeless and, and making sure they're fed and, and cared for. There's that. That's the the depth of symbolic language, or part of it. It's not the end all be all, right? But that is part of what we're getting at. That what we celebrate deepens how we understand and look at the world. You know, that's a, I, I think that's a great place to start after we come back from this first break. The idea of a sacramental worldview. What, what, what is a sacramental worldview? That's where we'll pick it up when we come back from these messages. So stay with us for more Focus on the Liturgy. Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, 
clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. There is no doubt this life is short. It is in you I trust to spread your truths, your goodness, and love. It is you who will give a leader to our church. Who will fill these shoes? Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy here uh, on Catholic Chicago. Chicago. Catholic Chicago. That's it. <laughs> I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. And I'm Timothy Johnston from St. Thomas in Hyde Park. We are without Danielle uh, this month, but she will be back. We're talking, as we have been for the last number of months, about the Pope's latest apostolic letter, Desiderio Desideravi, on the liturgical formation of the people of God. And in each month we've been taking a different theme, a different idea of Pope Francis, and today we're breaking open the idea of symbolic language because Pope Francis, has he brings it up a number of times in the, uh, in yeah. the letter, basically talking about the fact that we, you can't, in order to encounter Christ in the sacraments and in the Mass, you, you need to know the language of symbols. Mm -hmm. And at that last break, Timothy, we, we, I think all that starts with having a sacramental worldview. And, and I wonder, along with Pope Francis, if, if we as modern Catholics have lost that, if we've, if we've lost a sacramental worldview, a sense of the sacramentality of life, of this life, of in this world, uh, of this world that in this world yeah. that God created have we have we lost a sacramental sense so uh, before that break we said you know come back to talk about what do we mean when we say a sacramental worldview what does that mean for you well yeah so so one of the first things that to kind of break open then is is that just word of worldview or that phrase what is a worldview? you know our worldview sort of uh, it's it's a predominant the predominant way that we sort of look at how life unfolds not only for us but around us so the way that we 
you know, look at the war in Ukraine or our political situation in the United States. Like it's a way that we interpret or uh, whatever sort of philosophy or um, theological underpinnings might play into that or p- politics even within that. So it, it's sort of how we are looking in and and analyzing, synthesizing, and and putting that together. Yeah, it's how we see and understand life. Yeah, and 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 I'll, and my life in it, my worldview is how I see and understand life in general, the world in general. But then even get more concrete, my place in the world. Yeah. Um, my my lot in life, as it was during the break. I was telling Timothy about a family member who's this is this is her worldview. Life is nothing but one big battle. That's her worldview. That's how she sees and understands yeah. life, her place in it, her role. In it. It's a battle, and you just need to survive, and you need to fight, and you need to scratch and claw, and that's life. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. But then you had a great image that, that you used uh, before. Yeah, so... so Your w- worldview is like... Well, when we, when we talk about sacraments, um, you know, uh, and maybe this isn't what you were getting at, but one of the things I used to... Uh, uh, would tell my students like when we talk about the sacramental worldview is I would always use the image of my glasses and sort of thinking about putting those on that it's a lens through which we see the world and so I very cheesily I would say they're my Christ lenses um, (laughs) in that sense like I see the world because my baptism has changed me because I share in the passion, death, resurrection, and the incarnation of Christ, all of those things we've talked about even in last last month's show, yeah. is I, because I've been changed, I see the world that way now. I see the world as Christ invites me to see. So I see that, oh, wow. that, yes. that homeless person yes, differently. Yes, sees the world the way Christ invites us to see yeah. it. Yeah, and, 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 it, and that seeing demands something of us, whereas... Maybe that that worldview of it's a battle doesn't necessarily demand anything of you. It could, but Christ. You just kind of yeah, you're right. Like, but Christ demands something. Like there is, it's about love. It's about building up and and showing and fostering um, what the kingdom is. Um, you know, not what it can be, but what it is. And we're supposed to be building that up. Uh, you know, and I think about language often, um, you know, because language in and of itself is symbol, you know, the oh, way yeah. that the way that we speak. Um, so so not just the bread, the wine and the ways that we do gestures and stuff at liturgy, but the words themselves communicate something to us about what uh, what God is inviting us uh, to to learn, to witness, uh, to engage, to embody. And I think about symbolic language, in, in especially in a Catholic context. Is it's not something you just are born with. Like you don't just have it. You got to learn it. You have to like learn it. Like any language, you have to learn like, it. And yeah, you, exactly. You, you, have you done immersion before? It, language studies? No, no. It's so I've 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 done it. I've done it a couple of times. A couple of immersion experiences. And what that means is you're just in a place that speaks another language, and you learn it by having to learn it yeah. in order to communicate. Um, I've done that with both French and and Spanish. And uh, you, and that's it. You learn it by um, by by having having to speak it. Yeah. You learn it by watching others. You learn it by listening to others. You learn it by um, listening to two p- other people talk. Uh, yeah. That that's and, and that's and it becomes language. part of your bones, if you will. Like that's the language I always like to use. Like as you learn it, just as you would learn a language, it. It just becomes so natural, like looking at that's so you begin to look at the world. And that sacramental worldview is from a, from a 
Christian Catholic perspective is that the world is holy. Like God created good things. Yes. The and world so, is good. Right. And so that's how we approach the world. At least in theory, that's what we're supposed to do. I don't know if I always do either, <laughs> but it's a challenge. That's that's what we're invited uh, uh, to do, to look at the world as a sacramental presence of, of, of Christ, of God. It's maybe not the official sacrament in that same sense, but it is holy. Sacramental, right, right in the sense of holy. Of, yeah, and and it invites us to ponder the mystery of God. You know, I, I just shared with a group of people the other day, you know, that my you know mountains are where I sort of experience in a profound way God's mystery. Um, but that's different for each of us, right? But that physical p- place in the world um, is sacramental. It draws me into the very mystery of God, and then it invites me back into the liturgy, ideally, in, in a more profound way because of that kind of encounter. Yep, exactly. Um, and and I, think, I think listeners can get that, right? How many people talk about experiencing the divine, experiencing God in nature? Right, uh, um, and I always use the um, the example of the Grand Canyon. How can you yeah, how can yeah. you not stand on the ridge of the Grand Canyon and not just utter a prayer? Oh my God! Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So Pope Francis, in his letter, he he says that that's the liturgy, and and in fact, it, it, he says uh, this is if if those of you are following along at home, <laughs> paragraph nineteen, he says the the liturgy takes us by the hand together as an assembly. To lead us deep within the mystery that the uh, within the mystery that the word and the sacramental signs reveal to us, and it does this consistent with all action of God, following the way of the incarnation. That is by means of the symbolic language of the body, which extends to things in space and time. So, the symbolic language comes from the incarnation. You, in yeah. some sense, is a result of the incarnation, and so yeah. God. God communicates his presence and his action to us through the created order, through the things he, ju- he made himself. And, 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 and that, in that, that is, a symbolic, uh, that is symbolic language. So he communicates to, to us through water, but not just this water used in this baptismal font or sprinkled right. in this, at, but all of water, all of the created water. Right, right. Well, just as you said that, Todd, I was thinking, again, because of my uh, nerdiness of, of being a liturgist, again, if I'm in the mountains hiking and I, I see a uh, river or brook kind of flowing down the mountainside and I'm walking past it, I am that person that thinks about baptism <laughs> because that's, that's me. <laughs> but that, that's the example of, of the sacramental worldview. Like, yes, that's be- the lens. Because it has changed me in baptism with the waters of rebirth, I can see that water in the mountain or wherever it might be. In the be. lake. Yeah. And, on the shores of Lake Michigan. And you're all probably rolling your eyes like, oh, this guy. No, oh, but, no, but not that's, at all. That, that, that's just the example. How do, we, how do we see? He also says that wonder, that the, the, the mystery of wonder, right? Wonder yeah. is an essential part of the liturgical act because it is the way that those who know they are engaged in the particular particularity of symbolic gestures look at things. So th- that's exactly what you were just saying. Yeah. H- how you look at things, how you look at water, how you look at bread. I can't, I can't be in a real bakery, not, not, not in the bread aisle. Yeah, yeah. But in a real bakery where these, just these beautiful loaves of bread are on the shelves behind the counter. I cannot go in and not think of the Eucharist. Yeah, and just the smell of of bake, freshly baked bread makes me think of that. Um, in that sense, yeah, um, yeah. There, there's just no way 
around it if you're if you're in tune. But that question it makes me think of uh, in terms of how have we. I'm not exactly sure how to how to word this. Have we lost that sense of wonder? Like, are Pope, we able? Pope Francis to, raises that question yeah, too in like, Desiderio. Are we actually because we have become so efficient, if you will, in society? Or, or and there's probably other ways that we could think about that. But do I like that's even a rehearsed thing? You have to practice and experience wonder. You know, think about the whole, that's one of the gifts of the spirit, right? Wonder and awe, yeah. or whatever they call it these days. But wonder and awe is what it was when I was confirmed. <laughs> um, and but but there is standing in the presence and the mystery of God. Like, how can you not be in wonder? How can you not be in awe? And I think that that in some ways, when we come to liturgy, we're coming expecting to just get. And maybe I'm being too black and white about that as opposed to being vulnerable and receiving and wondering, what does this all mean? Instead of like, just give me information and I'll take it in and go home. Um, But that's not what the liturgy was designed. I mean, yeah, just not what it's supposed to do. That's not the role of liturgy. Right. It is our worship of God and it is to draw us into this mystery. And if you aren't leaving with some wonder, some awe, what and and again it's hard to judge like that circumstance or your context or my context or whatever it might be but we should be gathering as a community and as we are sent forth as the sacramental presence of Christ into the world there should be some sense of wonder of wonder of we, excitement yeah. of awe of yeah it is worship of god it is also an encounter with god the father yeah. through christ in the spirit we're talking about symbolic language as Pope Francis ha- addresses it in Desiderio Desideravi. Stay with us. We'll be back with more Focus on the Liturgy right after these messages. hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. say how can you spend your day with three-year-olds seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow this is a very rewarding job 
even though at the end of the day we're not the highest paid people on earth. And when I have a parent contact me and say my child loves school, that to me, I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning because really you are changing lives, you are molding lives. Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago. We were just talking during that break. Producer Mike, is this our last segment? Nope, we got one more break. Okay. okay. All right. This is the, we're in the second half. Welcome back to, to the second half of uh, Focus on the Liturgy. We got so caught up in our <laughs> That's conversation. Right. I lost it. All right. Anyway, sorry. Um, so back to um, uh, Pope Francis and, and, and uh, in his letter, he, he asks this at um, paragraph 45 in the letter. He, he kind of gets to the, here, here, here's, here's the bottom line, right, Timothy? He kind of says, so the question I want to pose is, how can we become once again capable of symbols? How can we again know how to read them and be able to live them, to read the symbols, to that yeah. symbolic language, right, and to live the symbols? Uh, he says, we know well that the sacraments are efficacious, right? We know in our head. We know what we've been taught. And, and, and maybe just clarify, efficacious uh, meaning that it does what it says it's going to do uh, is kind of the way I've always been yeah. said. Like, it, it's it real. Does something. It, it does something. It's not. So when water is poured at baptism and we say it forgives sins and makes you a new creation, it, does it that. actually does that. It isn't just like, oh, nice, nice sign. Because <laughs> symbols yes. are real. Yes. Symbols are real. Like, that's the hard part sometimes, I think, for us culturally. Uh, so efficacious means, like, when we anoint you with that oil and we say those prayers, that you are truly, truly sealed with the uh, Holy Spirit and, and made, uh, there's a word I'm looking for, I can't think of, but, but signed Con- conformed, for Christ. Conformed, conformed there you more go. closely to the image of Christ. That's yeah. what the documents say yeah. about that. Yeah, exactly. We know that. But, but this does not guarantee the full engagement of people, right? Because... Exactly what you were just saying. We okay. We know it in our head, but yeah. is in the in the in the face. The next baptism you go to, standing there, watching that child die in the waters of the font, and watching God recreate that child through those waters into an image of His beloved Son. Yeah. But, uh, Are I'm you a... engaged by that? That's what he. That's what he means. Do Do you know this yeah. language well enough that you? you receive the truth that this symbol is conveying, this language is yeah. conveying. Yeah, I, 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 don't, 
I love the excitement. You, you, if you're not watching, you, you weren't <laughs> able to see Todd's face, but he's, he, he gets very excited. And there's something true about that because when we can speak the language, and we've, we've also, using that example of baptism, when we've already celebrated it ourselves, we know the joy and excitement that comes from that life in Christ. And I know for myself, when I have participated in a baptism, whether as a godparent or a member of the assembly, I, I am, like you just were, overwhelmed with excitement because of what God is doing in those waters. Yeah. And again, it's because of the language. Like, I can relate to, I can speak to it, I've reflected on it, I've taken time. As, and that's not just on me. Like, I've done that with my family, I've done that in groups. I've had good pastors that helped accompany that, that journey, right? The yeah. way they preach or celebrate the, the rites in that way. And that, I think, is what, yeah, as Pope Francis is saying, like, when you're there the next time, don't just say, oh, I have to get through this, or, but be present, be vulnerable to what is, what is celebrated and reflect on, because it does communicate something back to me as well, even though I'm not the one in the waters of baptism. About your own baptism. It reminds me yeah. of that I've gone through this, whether yeah. as an infant, as an adult, whatever it might be, like I share, and now they share in the fullness of what I've, I share in, even when I'm not perfect, we're still in this together, yep. right? Yep. And yep. that's something really, really exciting to celebrate as a church, like that, that when we gather for these sacramental moments, um, whether in Mass, which is my preference, of course, or outside of Mass, um, that these, the profundity of what happens demands... Of what God is doing, the profundity yeah. of what God is doing. Yeah, like, I, I don't know what else to say, because it's just so, like, it's so profound. Yeah. Pope Francis goes on to say that, and I think this is exactly what we're talking about, Timothy. He says a symbolic, quote unquote, reading, right? So a symbolic reading mm-hmm. of these liturgies, of these uh, sacraments, of these uh, symbolic actions of pouring water, anointing with the Spirit, yep. you know, uh, extending hands over bread and wine. So a symbolic reading is not a mental knowledge. It's not that academia we were talking about, but rather a living experience. Yeah. And maybe that's, maybe, maybe that's the question. He says, um, uh, are we capable of symbol? And maybe, maybe another way of asking that question is this. Do we really believe that God acts in these? I mean, that, yeah. That... Do we really believe that these moments are moments of encounter with the living Christ? I think that is a great question because, you know, as I look back in my own ministry, that, not that, well, I'll just share this. Like that's oftentimes where my frustration in in liturgy or ministry comes from is when I ask that question, because for some reason it seems like the profundity of what God is doing isn't isn't resonating with the gathered community in the way that I want it to. And this is more <laughs> about me, right? But I do think that's a that's a great question then to think about. Do do I do you do we as a community that gather believe? what is actually happening. What we say we believe, right? Yeah. And it, it isn't just that I believe it, because I can believe it, and the rest, and this is a dramatic example, the rest of the community might not. It still happens, right? Oh my gosh, yes. But that shared experience, the, the shared symbolic language isn't there. Um, the, you know, it, it's physically present, we're doing it, but there's also that heart knowledge, it's not the academic knowledge, right? Of, it's that symbolic and, reading. And heart knowledge comes through experience. Yeah. Right? I can say that I've encountered the living Christ in this sacrament because 
I've had an experience of Christ somehow connected to this experience. You know, yeah. th- that would be that would be your um, walking in the mountains, enco- yeah. encountering a stream and having baptism come to your mind. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Because bec- and it doesn't have to be. The, oh, who, who was it? Um, I forget. Father Gil Ostick, I think, maybe, maybe, uh, 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 professor at Catholic Theological Union here in Chicago, always talked about it this way. The, part of the power of our liturgical sacramental symbols come from our experience of them in the rest of life. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So, so w- w- an example of that is part of the power of the sacramental symbol of water comes from my own human experience of being literally parched. Mm-hmm. Lit- dried throat and and yeah. the quenching experience of that first drink of water or part of the power of this the sacramental symbol of water comes from my own human experience of being literally filthy caked in sweat and dirt after being mowing a lawn after yeah. after after working out in the yard or out in the garden and literally I have dirt caked on yeah. me and the satisfaction of of watching water wash that away yeah yeah, you know, or or last one, um, a plant that is just this close, <laughs> and my fingers are barely spread <laughs> apart, this close to death, and then watching yeah. after after a healthy dose of water, it come back to life. Part of the power of the symbolic, the the sacramental symbol of water comes from those experiences, yeah. but you have to make the connections as you were saying earlier the experience. So what, what does a parish do, Todd? Uh, or what can a, a parish or do? You've been listening do? to Focus on the Liturgy. Be That's with right. us next month when we... <laughs> when we to answer, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, some things come to my mind, again, it, it, whether they, they solve the problem is not the case, but I, I think helping people become more aware of what they see in the world and being able to identify and name wonder name that those moments of awe i i do think that through preaching and through ex- the experience of connecting um you know and i think i thought about this as you were just saying what you shared like po- i don't think pope francis could have written this document without his real encounter with christ no like this comes no. from his own experience right. of sitting on that bus in argentina um you know or you know driving you going to work as he did right he in buenos aires right um you know he he didn't the fineries of his his ministry were weren't there in the same ways that maybe we experience sometimes in the united states his work with the people and i think in our own communities what are we doing that that bridges the real lived experience in our neighborhood with the liturgical experience and how are we reflecting on that together as community and oftentimes the primary way we can do that is through preaching, yes. um, through small faith sharing groups, um, whether in person or in Zoom. But I do think for all of us who are listening, who, who participate, this, this is a real question we have to think about. Are we, are we capable of, of doing this? And uh, how, do we, how do we resurrect or strengthen or hone our ability to do symbolic reading? Yeah. To, to, to speak the language yeah. of symbols. I, I agree with you, I think. And I think that's a real question. I was uh, t- no. tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's a question we have a responsibility to address in this show, right? So how can parishes help? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I agree with you. I think it's through preaching. I think it's, I think it's through um, uh, catechetical efforts. 
in um, uh, formation, offering formation yeah. opportunities around symbol, around these symbols, uh, and around these symbolic actions. I think it's how yeah. we as parish leaders talk about these symbols, yes. even just in general conversation, not in any formal you know, uh, teaching moment or formation experience, but I mean, just in how we talk about them yeah. in general. And how they're used. Yeah. You know, do we and use... And cared for. And cared for. Do we use water at baptism robustly? Do we use oil at baptism confirmation? Whenever, you know, cat, oil of catechumens or the chrism, are we using them in a significant way instead of rushing or just a dab? Or, But are they, are we using them in a way that communicates what we believe? And, and that's hard to answer, of course, in, in a sense of our own aesthetics, because different people have different aesthetics in that sense. But, but they communicate visually. They communicate the reality of what's happening. So how do we, we do that? They will communicate whether we want them to or not. Right. The question is, will they communicate well right. or poorly? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I, I, I think this I think this is a, a great question. And when we come back from this last break, I th- I think I think it has to do with the whole liturgical life of a parish. We, we'll come back. Okay, to that. That's yeah, where we'll yeah. pick it up when we come back. Stay with us through this final break for more focus on the liturgy. Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who is a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think may be a victim. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men, of every race, religion, culture, and economic status. It includes physical, psychological, and emotional abuse inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. The impact on children can be devastating. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place for healing and recovery, call us at 773-935-3434 in Cook County and 224-430-4977 in Lake County. A safer, happier tomorrow can begin today. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. 
Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back to this final segment of Focus on the Liturgy. I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. And I'm Timothy Johnston from St. Thomas the Apostle. And we are talking about symbolic language. We're talking about um, symbols and uh, symbolic action that Pope Francis addresses in his latest apostolic letter to the whole church, Desiderio mm -hmm. Desideravi, uh, on the liturgical formation of the people of God. And, and Timothy, he asks that question. How can we become once again capable of symbols? How can we once again, how can we relearn the language of symbol? And in particular, um, liturgical symbol and sacramental symbol. And mm -hmm. we said, I, if, uh, before that last break, we, I made the, the comment that I, th I think it's part of, I think it has to do with the, the whole liturgical life of a parish. If the only place this language is used and entered into is one hour a week on Sunday, yeah. you're not going to learn the language. Now, I, mean, I talked about uh, just our experiences of immersion and trying to learn another mm -hmm. language, right? We need to immerse our people in, these, in this language. And, I, and so what I think that means is we, we need to develop and build the liturgical lives of our parishes. So in other words... If all we're doing is relying on Sunday Mass, and that sounds terrible to say it like that, the uh, the, the the profundity of the Mass, right? But it, but if we're if that's if that if that's gonna, it can't bear that weight. One liturgy a week cannot right. bear that weight. So I think we need to develop how we use this language in liturgy. We need to develop our liturgical lives through the rest of the week in um, other other. Uh, other, uh, other offerings, liturgy of the hours, blessings, uh, the, the other sacraments. How, do, how does your parish celebrate funerals? How does your, celebrate, how does your parish celebrate uh, weddings? Are they full communal events? Are they, are, they, are they celebrations of this community or are they private? Right. Baptisms on yeah. a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I think both funerals and baptisms, I, for me, are, are good examples. You know, if, if one of the things, if you see that there's going to be a funeral in your parish, even if you don't know that person, you can go and, and be part of the community because they're, they're part of your parish. They're part of your family. Um, and 
you can also be a support to the family that maybe are coming from outside the parish. You witness and you model the life of this local church, this local community that, that you are part of in that sense. And baptism is the same thing. Private sacraments do not <laughs> exist. That's what I was telling Todd yeah. during, like, they just don't exist. And I know we still There use, is no such thing. Yeah, and we use that language, or there are people that use that language. I do not use that language. <laughs> but people, but they do not exist. Um, so... So I think the way we use our language as well is formative. So I would encourage you or others that are in this kind of work to, to catch yourself if you start using that kind of language. Yeah. Because the church's liturgy is public. It is for all of us. So go to it that belongs. baptism. Yeah. Go to that wedding. I was on staff at a parish where um, every funeral during the week was celebrated at a daily mass. It was the already scheduled daily mass, which which has, sense. which has a community, right? There mm-hmm. are those people who are able and, 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 and yeah. go every day to daily mass. Well, that's where funerals were celebrated. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, a, a special, a special right. Scheduled thing. Uh, I, I, I agree. I think the more that we can offer people the opportunity to hear this language of yeah. liturgical and sacramental sim- symbol, the more we can offer those experiences, the more that we can shape them and form them in, in learning this language. Well, and, and a really great way, or at least a, a way of thinking of, uh, that this might be able to happen in parish life is looking at the process of Christian initiation. Because one of the things that we're doing in that process as a community, not just the little group that meets in the parish hall or wherever they're meeting, but our responsibility as the baptized is to help them learn this symbolic language. Do you know how many times the RCIA, <clears throat> pardon me, how, how many times the RCIA has entered my head in, in <laughs> this? Uh, the, the, the responsibility we have to teach catechumens and candidates yeah. the language of symbol. Yeah, and, and, and that's how they learn to pray. Like when we're together for those blessings, when we're at weddings or funerals, or when we're bringing them and we're also celebrating with them, that teaches them, it helps them embody that sacramental symbolic language um, so that they begin to speak that language. So you have a natural way to begin to work with your, your uh, initiation coordinators because throughout their catechumenal process, they're cel- ideally celebrating words of God, uh, the Word of God. So Liturgy of the Word, they're doing blessings, they're, and, and we can be part of that. They're being anointed with the oil of catechumens at different times. So if there's a special Wednesday night or uh, a, a parish gathering, let's say Advent's coming up, a lot of parishes do days of renewal. Well, maybe part of that morning prayer or closing prayer at that day of renewal is a blessing with, with catechumens as part of that. Right. And they come come to some, and then you begin to see that, that uh that language in other capacities that you can, it bears the weight differently than right. I think parents can help mm-hmm. by speaking this language at home yeah. <laughs> with their children, right? And so, and so having, having holy water in the house, um, oh gosh, yeah. you know, having, having the scriptures, uh, enthroned, right. Or open in a place mm-hmm. and, um, and, 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 proclaimed in a celebration of the word with the family. Um, I, I think yeah. how, how we have a meal together. How we have, <laughs> I think that's a huge component. I mean, I think... How it, merciful we are to one another. Yeah, and how do you yeah, reconcile within the family? Oh, there, the, I, yeah. I, how, how, and then so for us as parish leaders and, and, and diocesan leaders, how, how can we enable our families to do that? How can, how can we teach our families to do that? 
Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's a great because that's one of the things I hear often from from younger parents. Often is like, well, I don't know how to do this at home because that wasn't their experience growing up. Like, they have a desire to. How learn. can you pass on a language that you yourself don't don't know? have? And and so maybe that's again something. If if that as a listener you have that language and you know there's young parents or others maybe struggling or they have questions, mentor them, support them, walk with them, show them what you've done at your in your home or with your children. Um, and share those ideas. Uh, I, I think that's really important because that's you know the the environment I grew up in was was that. I mean, though my siblings was don't very supportive. Recall that as much as I do, <laughs> but I I remember sitting around the Advent wreath and we prayed every night or during Lent we had special prayers. There was always a Bible. There was always a statue of of, of the Blessed Virgin um, that I would end up taking care of and sort of decorating because <laughs> I was that kid. But but that's the other thing. Um, you know, don't be afraid. Try something. You know, Liturgy Training Publications has a resource um, called Celebrating Catholic Families, I think. Yes. Catholic, something, it's something like that. Uh, I should know this. Um, but it's designed for parents to use with children um, on their way to Mass and from Mass, where it provides the Scripture, it provides a little discussion question that, that you as a family— so that's a way to kind of enter into practicing if you don't know exactly what to do where it's a little scripted and begins to kind of help you listen differently to the liturgy. I think a signs and symbols exercise that Liturgy yeah. Training Publications publishes is would be an excellent resource for parishes helping their people to rediscover, as Pope Francis is calling us to in Desiderio Desideravi, yeah. relearn, rediscover the language of symbol, symbolic action and symbolic movement. Yeah, and I think, it, again, just to add to that... Uh, Mystagogy. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> it, with your first communicants, after first reconciliation, um, s- sit down and talk about the experience and the symbols and the encounter of those symbols with those young people. Because we, if we practice it then, and we keep practicing as we get older, that language just becomes... We learn it in our bones. We right? learn it. It becomes exactly like you said. It becomes part yeah. part of our bones, part of our flesh, right? Yeah. Uh, and even Pope Francis said earlier in this letter about baptism, how we are bone of his bone and flesh, flesh of, of his, his flesh. flesh in yeah. that, and that's 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 the language, right? So that that that's the language to 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 relearn. And none of this happens instantly, right? But a parish and its leadership needs to be committed to it. Yeah, a concerted effort along those lines. We're, we're breaking open uh, Pope Francis's call to relearn the language of liturgy, the language of sacrament, symbolic language in his letter, Desiderio Desideravi. We will break open, continue in the coming months to break open more themes and aspects of yes. this. So until then. God I'm, bless everyone. God bless everyone. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.